Princess Rise for their Majesties of Royally Obsessed, the podcast for all things royals. Stand by! Three cheers for Her Majesty the Queen! So much broke in the last, like, 12 hours, which is crazy. I know, I know. I'm glad we get to cover it all. All right. This week on Royally Obsessed, we have a big episode coming up. A really fun episode, actually, because the royals weren't up to a lot, but they were up to some fun things, particularly Prince Harry and Princess Eugenie in the Such stands. Such a double take Bowl. when I saw that. I could ah, not believe it. I love that you texted me that immediately as soon as you saw it. I did like a casual IG scroll, like, you know, dual screens while you're watching the game. I was not, you know that I'm super sporty you on this podcast. You were fully invested in <laughs> and the Rams like, and the Bengals. What? And it was almost like they got a touchdown. I was so excited, but we'll get into all that. I love it. Yeah, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. First, follow us on Instagram if you haven't already. It's at Royally Obsessed Podcast. Also, we love hearing from our listeners. So please, please, please email us info at gallerypodcasts.com. Rachel, how was your Valentine's Day, first and foremost? It was great. I feel like I got to volunteer in Finn's classroom, which was amazing. Sorting Valentine's is incredibly, incredibly challenging. I think I made mistakes. I felt very... You were sorting? Oh, you were sorting the There were just like hundreds of Valentine's. I had to do all the classes. And so it was just like a very high-pressure job. And I was was very concerned. I had to redo a couple things. It It was a lot, but it was very exciting. Were there some really cute Valentines? Parents are like, I I did super basic and the gifts that they got, it was just wild. But um, my funniest thing was that it was my first time in Finn's classroom and they let us walk over and wave and say hi. And Finn did not want me to be, he was, he was like, excuse me, I'm at school. Like there's a separation. He literally (laughs) didn't acknowledge me. And the other parents' (laughs) kids were like, mommy, mommy. They were so excited. And Finn was like, I don't know you. Be cool. <laughs> oh, that's good, though. He's independent. Independent. You know? A little snap, snap, snap. Yes. I-N-D-E-T. How was your Valentine's, Roberta? <laughs> well. It was good. It was low-key. Um, flowers, Domino's Aww. pizza, Domino's. the whole nine Well yards. played. Well played. <laughs> Wait, you have to tell us about – there were parents that got presents? What? what well, no, not parents. Presents? They brought in for each kid. It was like little gifts, yeah, like what did they stamps, get pencils, tattoos, oh, okay, okay. stickers, nothing like teddy crazy. bears for every kid. No, no, that's, no. That's a lot. No, that's no. a lot. Uh, lots of gummy bears, though. That was very exciting. Kids these days. Yes. All right. Well, what are we talking about today? Uh, all right. So we are flashing back to King George VI funerals. So this was nine days after he passed away. Uh, there was a state funeral. We're going to talk about that. Reflections, many reflections on Queen Consort Camilla. That has been the talk of the talk of the town. Can I say ton? Because Bridger- Bridgerton talk is coming ton. back soon. Uh, <laughs> that is something we want to get into. Prince Andrew, I am not allowed to slam my hand on the table because our producer will get mad about that if I was about to. <laughs> but Prince Andrew, we got, I mean, just a wild update there, the settlement. So we are going to talk about that. Charles and Camilla's double COVID-19 diagnosis. As we mentioned, Harry and Eugenie at the Super Bowl. So, so much, Roberta. I could keep before going. Get the list is long. All the, yeah, the list is very long. So before we get into all that, what are we sipping this week? The most important update, I Yes, like. clink, clink, clink. And now it's time for the weekly royal cocktail. Well, I actually sipped it at in the evening because we are 
you know, casually at 9 a.m. on a Wednesday this week, but uh, <laughs> but I did my voice, indulge but. in this wine subscription from Lathwaite's. Am I saying that right? Yeah, I think you're saying that right. And I think it started over – it started in Europe, in the UK. I had their Zinfandel, and it was – I'm just so into reds still. I feel like I was out of reds, and our wine shop is a million miles away. So the wine subscription deal when it's frigid is a really great option, in my opinion. Yeah, and I also sipped mine over the weekend – now I'm on my iced coffee. Cake, yeah. So water for me right now. Have to get that lame. In. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, well get as, back to it. <laughs> yes, we will. We will. As we're sipping, I wanted to read. We got some really, you know, enlightening DMs on Instagram this week. So Joanna wrote and said, Kate announced her tour with Legos because Legos originated in Denmark, which I had no idea. That was fascinating to learn. Did you know that? I did not know the origin story of Legos. I'm I'm ashamed of myself. (laughs) Deeper level there. Thank you, Joanna. And then Heather wrote, hi, ladies. I think it's great that Camilla will be queen consort. Diana was the people's princess and her loss is still felt. But to Camilla's credit, she's done an excellent job for 17 years being Charles's true partner and a member of the royal family. I don't think it's fair to hold Camilla solely accountable for the affair. Charles was involved too. And sadly, his marriage to Diana never should have happened. Hmm. Very fair point. I do feel like there's been a lot of weird arguments online about if Camilla should be queen consort or not. And it feels weird to come to Camilla's defense because I haven't always been the biggest Camilla fan. But I do feel like she deserves it in this way. I really want to stick to my guns on this. Yeah, she's worked hard. I feel like I'm going to hijack my low for a second, but (laughs) I'm probably messing this up. But I feel like I, you know... Elizabeth Holmes had a really great deep dive in her weekly newsletter about Queen Consort Camilla, and she yeah. really talks about the how Camilla shouldered the blame in the tablet, in the eyes of the tabloids for Charles Diana, and that wasn't just in the UK; it was in the US. And then, just I think for me, it's just you know, obviously Camilla was not not guilty. I'm like, how am I saying this? She was not not guilty yeah. in the love triangle, right. but she's also never spoken out where we've heard from Charles and Diana. And I don't know, it just fascinates me when you look back at the coverage, like Elizabeth references this SNL skit from 2005 when Charles and Diana got engaged, which I ended up checking out. And oh, I watched this too. And it's really the attacks on her appearance in particular. And just like, I think the double standard of it all, it's made me more reflective, the misogyny, everything, you know, Camilla was shamed for having a past, but Charles clearly had a past this was pre-diana and mm-hmm. and that was okay so and i do feel like diana's memory and her her part in all of this doesn't affect the outcome like in the at the yeah. end of the day like charles and camilla were always going to be together it feels like and so it's it like feels yeah. yeah like we love and honor diana and her her memory and her the ending of her story is so tragic but i think that camilla still can deserve to be queen consort she's put in so much work for that yeah and so sometimes we have to move Jesus forward rock, I, guess. I guess and yeah, yeah diana's definitely my true north but i was thinking about her but i'm like should this true get north, like should that. camilla get like the i tanya treatment or something <laughs> like, it just is fascinating to think about you know with everything we know about the media anyways <laughs> the i tanya treatment but i'm like i'm just thinking about it because it's just you know the spin that camilla endured and she's never totally. snapped with how aggressive yes, and hostile a, that, and i awful. feel like she's borne the weight of all of this mm-hmm. with a lot of dignity actually over the years. Yeah. I do think that she's been um Charles's, you know, strength. So Yeah, there were a lot she was not the only one in that love triangle. So Yeah, totally. Anyways. I do feel like us going back and forth about this though is is how 
us and how all royal watchers kind of feel because we do feel like we have to convince ourselves that this is all okay. It's like, is this what we have to do to say Camilla can be queen concert? We have to talk ourselves into it. I don't know. That's just final thoughts. All right, let's get into history. And now, this week in royal history. Okay, so this week in royal history, we are talking about the funeral of King George VI. It w- took place it's on February. bummer. Yeah, uh, but it was it's interesting. It was on February 15th, 1952, as I said, just nine days after he passed away, and it was a state funeral. We obviously saw the contrast. Prince Philip had a ceremonial funeral as well as a majorly scaled back funeral with the pandemic. This line in the New York Times about King George, it said, sad as the occasion was, it brought a touch of glamour and color to the drab London winter scene. And I I can see that, right? Because there's so much pomp and circumstance. And I was able to watch some of it, the black and white footage on YouTube of this funeral. And it really is, you know, incredibly over the top. You know, I, I definitely don't, in my recent memory, can't think of a state funeral that I've witnessed. I know the Queen Mother likely had one. Yeah, it's weird to think, though, that like with such a sad occasion, that's what's bringing a touch of glamour. You I know, know it's such it, a bizarre line, right? But yeah. it is, there's so much ceremony around it. Big Ben told 56 times for King George. There was a gun salute. This was a little snippet from the New York Times. Newspaper writing, as always, was incredible back then. But the Queen Mother, Princess Elizabeth, and Margaret were all in a glass coach, and they passed by the window with the Dowager Queen Mother Mary because she was too old. She was 85. This is George's mom, and she wasn't able to attend. She didn't feel comfortable attending. So she waved farewell to her son from the window, and they all looked up. Um, I think another detail that struck me was just that Prince Philip was walking immediately behind the coach. And we think of that vision from Diana's funeral, but he was there with the Duke of Kent, the Duke of Gloucester, and the Duke of Windsor, which is, you know, obviously was after abdicating the throne. That was a big deal for him to participate. And Wallace Simpson wasn't actually invited to be at the funeral. Uh, So she was blocked from attending because of the Queen Mother. So King King George VI's wife. Her anger was still so great, but the Duke of Windsor was allowed to be there. So just fascinating to read all of this history. And at the end, the funeral train took King George's body to Windsor with Elizabeth and the family on board in a separate car. I didn't realize, too, like so many sad and reflective moments are kind of back to back to back. I mean, obviously, her dad's passing and his funeral would be close together, but also Princess Margaret's death anniversary was last week as well Mm -hmm. i know we you know we there's so much royal history because we also for time failed to mention last week that august hawk august philip hawk brooksbank was turning one we just were like there was just so much news so i think yeah when princess margaret passed away on what was princess margaret's she died on february 9th so princess margaret's passing was february 9th so a lot of sad occasions for the queen this time of year but yeah i think just in general you know queen elizabeth was only 25 you know you see her youthfulness obviously in all of the funeral coverage and just it's a remarkable thing everyone should check it out on youtube it's weird to send people to watch a funeral on youtube but just seeing the history and then how history repeats i think is really fascinating This 
week. What have the royals been up to? Rachel, kick us off. All right. Well, we got this kind of fun little, you know, twinge of the crown with the news that Queen Elizabeth gave Roddy Llewellyn, who was Princess Margaret's lover for about eight years, we remember from the crown, uh, permission to visit her grave at Windsor Castle on the 20-year anniversary of her death. Apparently, the queen had kind of like a felt a soft spot for Roddy, who's now 74, because he made Margaret so happy. And anyways, it just made me think back to that really powerful and poignant episode of The Crown. How about you? I will always think it's weird to think he's 74 because I'll always think of him as like really hot young a total thing. babe right? <laughs> like, yeah. yeah like oiled up on musty yeah. the touchdown of the plane <laughs> that's and- really but there's no pictures from him visiting is oh there is Wait, is this a recent picture of him i think visiting? so he was in london for two funerals i'm not sure if that's actually a picture of him at i don't think that's a picture of him at windsor Castle. yeah he looks great and i didn't know that, that elena case. barnum carter who played margaret in the crown met with roddy did you know that to help i think prep i for did the know that that she, for research yeah she <laughs> she talked a lot about how she like channeled margaret's ghost did you hear this? I oh, she's so interesting. Helena Bottom Carter is like one of my favorite people. But yeah, she's very out there. But I I don't doubt that. What yeah. did she say about she it? She said he's very fun, warm, and musical. Like he started singing a song in her kitchen or something. But anyways. Oh, that's nice. Roddy seems like a good oh, dude. That's I'm all. I'm glad the queen. Yeah, and I'm glad the queen let him visit. We also had this week Prince William in Dubai, which feels now like... Not that big of a deal because of everything else that's kind of come out. William. It's hard when there's, it's just, it's so hard when there's, this happens. I don't know. It's like, it was a really quick tour too in his defense. And I actually feel like some of the ancillary content, if I can call it that, which yeah. is that like Chris Jackson and his family were also in Dubai was like one of my favorite parts. Oh my gosh. The IG stories. That was amazing. The whole to follow. family. Yeah. The whole Jackson family. I just love it. Well, I also um, felt like it was, I was just going to say that it's like, it could be like hashtag Kate's not here. Like I, I love William <laughs> to pieces, but like, I feel like Kate is like this like golden the draw touch yeah. to all of the royal yes. occasions right now. I mean, the fashion. The it's fashion. just so much fun. But Sorry, he William. did have a very kind of, I don't know, Instagram moment with him standing in front of the sports car and posing oh, yes, in Dubai. Car. It was such a classic, like, Dubai picture, I feel like. Yes. No, I loved it for him. And I, I love what he's doing with Earthshot and sustainability. Yeah. Moving on, a fun little Valentine's tidbit was – I thought this might be kind of snoozy, but it actually was really adorable. Sophie, Countess of Wessex, stopped by Shooting Star Children's Hospices. She's the patron. And she participated. There's a video online of her participating in All You Need Is Love by the Beatles. They're singing it, but it's the Makaton version. So it's signs and symbols to help communicate. And you prominently see Sophie's bright red nail polish, which I also (gasps) thought was a total royal surprise. And just a really sweet occasion and I think Sophie sometimes doesn't get the splashy news coverage but it's worth checking out that video too I love that I love that she was wearing red too yes me too I was wearing red on Valentine's Day red nail polish and then last but not least before we get into our two big news stories we have Harry and his call with Gareth Thomas who's a a longtime friend of Harry's and they talked about HIV advocacy and specifically about Princess Diana's work in bringing shedding light on HIV awareness And so we're going to play a clip from their chat. What my mum started all those years ago was creating empathy and understanding, but also curiosity. And I think that was really powerful to be able to create that curiosity of, hang on, we know nothing about this virus. Can we at least learn some more rather than be so 
critical and so judgmental right from the beginning. So in that respect, I've seen huge change. People are able and happy to talk about HIV so so much more openly, but the stigma still exists and therefore the testing is still a problem. What was interesting to me about this is that it's really on the heels of the announcement that the queen wants Camilla to be queen consort, but there's no, I mean, Harry has not said anything publicly about that announcement at all, but then has talked about his own mother and his, you know, her incredible work with uh, AIDS and HIV awareness and in, in this national HIV testing week is this week in the UK. So I, I don't know. It's just kind of that juxtaposition. We won't, I just don't think we'll know his true feelings about anything until his memoir comes out. And even then it might be yeah not super dramatic i don't know we'll see we'll see yeah no and i want to know what his thoughts are exactly i love that he's carrying on the torch for diana in this arena but yeah definitely i'm so curious that memoir is coming faster than we think yeah okay prince andrew whoa this was another shocker not i mean super bowl was a shocker but on a much more superficial level than this (laughs) is just i my mouth dropped prince andrew has settled his case. We did not see this coming. His deposition was set. It was bumped back, I think, a week to March 17th. He settled, according to The Telegraph, to the tune of more than 12 million pounds, which is about 16 and a half million. And people are saying it's north of that, too. How did they get this number? That's what I'm curious about. Do you know? I think it just said reliable sources. Yeah. Yeah. There's Someone commented on Instagram and a reporter wrote back, do you know how journalism works? And I was like, whoa, okay. Whoa. <laughs> like a UK tabloid reporter wrote that. <laughs> what? That's ridiculous. Jeez. Yeah. Well, the, and the Telegraph also with the scoop that the queen is partially paying. And that is very making a lot of people angry, raised eyebrows. There was a line in the story that apparently if they, if Andrew got to the deposition part of the trial or phase, not knowing exactly the yeah. legal talk, um, it would have been pretty impossible for the queen to fund any part. So perhaps that was related to this rushed settlement, which I guess they got to after 10 days of conversations. But what this means is there will be no more jury trial, no more back and forth about evidence. We saw a lot of headlines about the missing photo that Andrew's legal team was demanding Virginia supply this week. So there's no more back and forth about evidence to fight claims that he didn't rape or sexually abuse Virginia when she was 17. The other term, neither side can discuss terms of settlement or the case publicly. I feel like that's kind of standard. Um, The money went direct to Virginia and her charity Speak Out, Act, Reclaim, which this uh, acronym is SOAR. Andrew, also, there's no admission of guilt, no apology, but, but, but he's commending her bravery. And I think that that line in itself is just so mouth dropping because is the bravery that she had to deal with jerks like Andrew, like not just back then, but even just what has played out with him, him dragging her on and on and on in this case. So, and to not, I think the statement said something like he never meant to malign her name, but everything he did was to cause her to seem disreputable. Yeah. Like it just was like such a 180 from his actions. And to think like, he his wealth can get him out of situations where he's basically talked out of both sides of his mouth. That's yeah. what really feels like the sting. And I, I, I just thought she wouldn't take a settlement. And I think it is. I mean, I'm a little bit disappointed, honestly. I think 
Well, there know. is. So on the settlement, um, very recently, there was an interview that her attorney gave. And I wanted to read this line. It said, we would be unlikely to settle in a situation in which somebody just handed over a check. So if Prince Andrew maintains, I've never heard of this person. I don't know who she is. The photographs are fake. Then I don't think we would settle on that basis. That said, if you had a settlement that was large enough to be, in effect, a vindication, then it's something we would obviously look at. And so my take is that this was large enough and some of the comments he made in his statement, like even just saying that he commends her bravery, it's like, is that an admission or, you know, that she has suffered unfair public attacks? Is that, I mean, he called her a liar. So it's just, yeah. is that is that sort of a backtracking with a pro, like very specific wording that he's backtracking? I'm not sure. I mean, his guilt and is And I do very like that apparent. he's donating to charity, like for specifically Her charity too. victims of sexual abuse. That he feels right, but it definitely I wish we had known what was gonna come out of the deposition. I wish that we had had that moment mm-hmm. to bring forth more evidence. I think whenever he opens his mouth, he basically admits his guilt, like just like the BBC Newsnight interview. And so yes. I think you know, we could have had more information and now this kind of stops it in its tracks. And that's what yeah. is kind of a little bit disappointing. But he's also, you know, his titles are taken away. He's not going to be carrying out any, you know, royal duties. So I guess yeah. that's fine. I, I definitely don't... hope that she got what she wanted because I feel like this is such a massive, no matter what, it's a victory for victims of sexual abuse. And I feel like many of the organizations which are applauding her. And I just think the courage it took to go up against the royal family, like just how terrifying this all must have been in the wake of what she already endured. So yeah, I hope that for her, this is a victory and that she got what she wanted. But I'm definitely surprised that the queen is involved with paying some of this. And I think that that is, a I mean, Andrew doesn't have money. the finances is the bottom line, as, right. as we've seen. And that's just, I guess... So he goes to his mommy and she backs him up there, which I don't think is what we any of us want to see. Also, we got the news that there will be a service of Thanksgiving for Prince Philip confirmed for March 29th. And that I looks to be Andrew's next and last appearance. They said he will oh, not last. be okay, participating in the Jubilee. Was it what the I'm Telegraph said? Yeah. I mean, I'm surprised he'll even be making a public appearance at that point because it still feels like he should be totally behind closed doors and out of sight but I know I don't want to see him at the service of Thanksgiving I'm really I don't want to see him at all I don't want to see him at all I know it's his father and like it is something it's just hard to I guess bar someone from something like that but I just I think my biggest concern with all of this is just this settlement happened a couple days of you know front page headlines and then the world moves on and it just seems like that's not good enough you know I just yeah that's he how I feel. Of, I feel like, yeah. will people think that he, like, will history write itself as, like, he never was guilty? That's what mm-hmm. I worry about. Will he I, have a PR I campaign think, to come back 20 years from now? Who knows? And I, I mean, I guess he'll be truly, pretty old then. so but, guilty. Yeah. yeah oh, it just, I, it's like he got off scot-free, and that's not fair. And I think with a, with lesser resources, it wouldn't happen. Yeah, it's like so. deny, deny, deny pay 16 and a half million dollars. Is there <laughs> guilt involved? I would say absolutely. I mean, I don't absolutely. think there's a question. So anyways, but massive news. Let's move on. Judges, so, okay. Okay. <laughs> 
this is fun. Let's switch gears and, and yes. like switch tones because I feel like you need like some uh, sports like da-da-da. like what are the songs like pumping some sports music. <laughs> but we saw them together, Prince Harry and Princess Eugenie. They were masked up in a suite that was sponsored by Salesforce. So that is one of the official partners of Better Up. So it makes sense. He was there in their suite. He was hanging out, dancing at halftime. Did you watch the halftime show? Bobby? I did. I would. I loved every minute of it. Oh it felt God, like I my childhood. <laughs> my jaw was on the floor. I loved it. I, I was dancing. I got off my I couch for dancing. the halftime show and the Harry Eugenie sighting. And I feel like so the, the halftime good. show was incredible. I just thought so I loved the good. set. I loved everything about it. But when I, Eminem came out, yes. when 50 Cent was hanging upside down. My I was out was of my chair. Me. She was like, singing. these were my jams. Like, <laughs> yes. it's so good. <laughs> Dancing. So I can just imagine how excited Harry and Eugenie were dancing in their seats. And it seems like Eugenie, Jack, and August are all in California together, which is such a nice little well, that royal photo visit. Yeah. And the first kind of public royal visit that Sussexes have had since moving to Montecito. Yeah. So Eugenie posted that Valentine's photo, which was this beautiful flower walk i can't i mean i guess that's in the montecito i mean that must be like 24 7 california life i am it made me (sighs) so excited for spring in brooklyn because i've missed it the last two years with the pandemic being other places and i just love the cherry blossoms and all of that stuff but it was a beautiful we were laughing though rachel when we were thinking we were talking about prepping for this episode and laughing about how like picturing what Megan and Jack were just doing hanging out because they were clearly at home right they were yeah i mean we're in inserting what our guesses are here, but that they were at home while Harry and Eugenie were at the game and they were with the kids. Playing with little August. A couple in-laws that get to catch up at all the hot goss of the fam, right? Like Drinking I feel like... Casamigos margaritas yes. because he's the spokesperson. Like just having, but having a blast being in-laws and catching up and being like, Ugh, like this family, like you know what I mean. Like yeah. just like to be a little bit of an outsider, but to also have that connection of like we married into this, and it is so crazy. And like this is what like we need to vent about it. I just think I know. It's, I was actually I going time. deep in my thought. I was like, I'm picturing them ordering takeout, and then I was like, No, no, no. Megan's way too good of a cook. I bet she made like this delicious Super Bowl <sighs> spread, and it was they were probably watching. But I also simultaneously was like to be a fly on the wall of the conversations that Harry and Eugenie were having too, because yeah. I think. Just the two of them, they haven't seen each other in so long, right? I mean, it's, I guess, right. you know, it was well, September for the statue. Yeah. So maybe that was the last time that they saw each yeah. other in July, right? But it's nice to have that connection too, because I think, you know, Harry has been staying at Frogmore when he goes mm-hmm. over. And, you know, that was obviously his house. And now, he, he, you know, he's kind of letting Eugenie and Jack stay there for the time being. And so to have that you know, that home base that feels like home for him over there and to have Eugenie there who is seems like such a strong support to him. She and Jack were also there at the Halloween party mm-hmm. the night that every the world found out about Megan and Harry. Yeah. So I think that that was they and then Eugenie also did the 40 for 40 yes. campaign. And for constantly Megan. voices support on her yeah. Instagram. And Megan and her knew each other before Megan knew Harry, I think. So yes. just really um in general, I think cousin relationships are very a very special bond. I feel that way about my cousins 
in particular. And I feel like Harry took it to the next level and had this like all-star VIP access backstage pass because he also was pictured holding the Lombardi trophy in the Rams locker room. He met Cedric the Entertainer. He met uh, one of the national anthem singers, Mickey Guyton, who curtsied in her tracksuit was what she said. And she said Harry was lovely. Would you curtsy? Like that's, I I think that was was a question that came up a lot. Would you curtsy if you met Harry and Meghan or any royal? No. But like if you met Kate and William, you wouldn't curtsy. You I think, wouldn't even experiment I think I would bow with it. my head a little bit out of like just like You wouldn't go reflex. like all the way to the ground. I think a like curtsy it. would take like more of like a where with like I just I think I would I would like, like training a, like it. a really respectful nod. What do you think? Oh, a respectful nod, Roberta. I like Like a, that. a head bow. You a know head how bow. They do to yeah, the I think that in just going a little bit, but I'd love to know like how many inches you're actually expected to go down or like <laughs> All that stuff because Depends I, I applaud her too, decision. Sure, because I don't really know what you heel. would do in that circumstance, yeah. Mickey. Good, good, uh, you know, attempt or guess or. I I think it's great. She said it was her southern roots, so I thought it was very um, in a tracksuit that makes you know it's easier to do like. If you're nervous, maybe. And he probably found that so funny and, like, laughed it off. And it was, like, an icebreaker yeah. moment for them. So I think that's really fun. Also, you have Eugenie in town for work events. So this could have been one of the reasons why she yeah. was there. I hope that the reason was to just visit Harry and Meghan. But also, she is the director of this London gallery, Hauser & Worth. So she is... Uh, overseeing a stand at the art fair freeze Los Angeles that starts this week. And so as, Work you trip. know, as headed as the director, yeah, Maybe. she'll be able to kind of be there. Hopefully we'll see pictures of her doing that too, which would be awesome. Very but. exciting. I think also just fascinating to see the press in the UK. Like there's just been so much surprise, I think across <laughs> the board that they, that Eugenie top popped up there. And uh, yeah, I will say that when I was watching the game, so my husband, Matt is a huge Rams fan. Like it was the most stressful day in our household. And I was, I had resigned myself to not talk during the game because it was just so, We it really looked like they might lose, right? And then when I saw, like, I just came alive when I saw Harry and Eugenie there. It was like, I love changed it. the I whole tone it. of the night for me. I was like, I didn't care. He's like, now you pay attention. Yeah, he was, I was like <laughs> texting furiously with Roberta and just like, it was just really funny because nothing mattered after that. I didn't care anything. Yeah, about the I didn't game pay attention. He was so thrilled when they won. And I was like, but Harry and Eugenie were there. <laughs> it was so weird to see though, that people, this is just the last thing I'll say is that people were like denying it was Harry. Yes, I just that that was, was bizarre, bizarre too. There was a lot of like conspiracy theory about him yeah. not being him, and I was like, Wait, and then it's I think totally the him. NFL confirmed it. It was just like, no, 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 it is, it is them guys. Yeah, that was so strange. And I will say, I have to take back what I said last week that his hair didn't look very good. I think he looked great. Yes, I think Harry. Looked I felt a difference. Svelte. He looked very trim. He looked hot and young and good. And I, I still just thought think. He- with amazing. that event, it was like the black T-shirt and the harsh Zoom lighting that maybe threw it off. So maybe it was just That's a bad. What you know, it was. Zoom does he, us all he went no back favors. To his roots with the open button down, and I think he actually had a blazer on at one point. I was I was trying to see if that was a blazer or a button down, but with a white T-shirt, classic Harry. His haircut has grown in a little more. It looks great. It was such a delight to see. I just feel like he's immersed himself in American culture, and yeah. I want to see what's next. Like, what is he going to be like pictured? you know, cooking hot dogs at a barbecue on the 4th of July. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. I can't wait. I I can't wait. All right, before. 
we adjourn the Royal Pod, here are our highs and lows. It's time for the Royal Highs and Lows. My low is that Charles and Camilla both have COVID now. So they were, you know, first it was just Charles. They went to this event at the British Museum. And the next day, Charles tested positive for COVID. And it was, you know, reported that he had met his mother, the Queen, on Tuesday of that week. So... You know, we're all on pins and needles about that. But then Camilla tests negative the next day. And so she went forward with three events. Which is just like, what was the decision there? Like, we all know how this works, right? And I feel like she went to three events and shook a bunch of hands. She went maskless to someone. She took off her mask and was shaking hands with doctors. It's like, oh, what a a mistake. I just saw those pictures and thought, even if she tests negative she's living with a man who tests positive she shouldn't be you have to wait a few days at least you got to test negative multiple days and uh it just was not the smartest but did you see we saw the queen just now at a at an in-person event so does that mean that she is clear they won't say whether she's testing positive or negative but they said that she doesn't have symptoms but if she saw other people so hopefully that means that she's that she's cleared right yeah otherwise we just keep spreading (laughs) i don't know right it's like we need a map of all the exposures or something anyways i need to change my low because i hijacked it um i'm going to say something that i thought was just a silly story that there is a i mean total tabloid story i guess this was when before the Super Bowl, when Harry and Meghan were laying low and the tabloids needed something, but there's an odor in Montecito and the tabloids, oh, yeah. <laughs> I guess it's like a stagnant <laughs> saltwater marsh that's within six minutes of their home, yeah. but it's kind of BS because there's an, a quote that someone debunked it where it's like, it does not smell and it hasn't smelled in a long time. So just me, that just whole thing made me laugh that it's- a, Yeah, classic British tabloids to make a bird sanctuary bad somehow. Like, yeah, this and is like-, like I think it was just like the headline was something like so Harry and Meghan's random. home smells like what just it's yeah that's it's not, not news and it's all t- <laughs> I don't know no it's just like a way to pick on someone yeah um my high this week is James Middleton and his Valentine's Day post he as so I have three words outdoor fireside fondue which sounds like it could be six words but it's only three there were there was the dogs there there was the wood-burning fire the tiki torches bread cheese a song that he put this video to called sexy weekend by the scoundrels and he captioned the post the way to a french girl's heart happy valentine's day of course elise there eating the fondue i thought it was french onion soup at first i don't know i think i saw the like the french girl in the caption thought french onion soup immediately but no it's fondue way better of a choice but Gosh, i loved james it james middleton delightful. romantic delightful he's delightful. what a dream and so creative i love this i love that i was just gonna say i love this for you as <laughs> if you were there Dave is so over me talking about James all the time. It's so funny. My high was Mike Tyndall sounding off. The good, the bad, and the rugby is just our wonderful sort of, we get a little nugget from Mike. But they had an actual like multi-minute conversation about Kate's rugby skills. And I want to play a clip from that conversation. This is Mike talking with Alex Payne and James Haskell, his co-hosts, about Kate. She looks a more natural rugby player than both of you put together. I, I text Ellis. And I said, mate, please tell me anything she messed up on and so I can sort of family WhatsApp group get into her. And he said, no, she was actually pretty good and she was really good at kicking. And I was like, oh, 
but she has this competitive nature. Where she, she looked unbelievable. It's so funny to me. They they went on to like gush and be like, it was effortless, utterly fantastic. They like, she didn't mess up at all. And she, I guess most people do mess up that thing that she did. And then they also talk about how the competition that's coming between William and Kate with the competitive, you know, William's patron of the Welsh Rugby Union. And there were just anecdotes shared about that where they talked about how Kate switched teams because she there's pictures of her from 2015 playing with Harry, you know, with Harry and William at a game for Wales. So it's just fascinating. And I love the revelation also that there is I mean, I guess we've had proof of this before, but that there is a WhatsApp group chat for the cousins. I love that. That's my favorite part of this whole thing. But the competition part is because he's Welsh Rugby Union William is the Welsh Rugby Union yes. patron, and she's now the English yes. Rugby Union patron. So there'll be, like, some, you know, family rivalries going on. And there's the same thing with Princess Anne, who is patron of the Scottish Rugby Union. Oh, So there is fun. this, like, very nice family, healthy competition between them when they all play. Because I guess it's kind of, there's a – I don't know anything I know. about rugby but there's like the guinness six nations thing going on i don't yeah. know That's i feel like sports right on now. this podcast like my tongue gets tied i can't talk yeah. about it <laughs> we just have to like shut our brains but just mike is just so Except wonderful it's the super bowl because yes. there's like so much to talk about that doesn't involve football exactly i love it but mike is so lovely i just want to say he that is. i love this podcast and i love his off-the-cuff stuff oh to be in that whatsapp group chat James. <sighs> dreams all right just a reminder before we close leave us a royal rating pretty please this is a review that says these ladies are amazing and a joy to listen to it's like catching up with friends on our favorite subject with a royal refreshment and you can totally hear their friends i love when the chemistry shows over the mic looking forward to my thursday mornings to catch up with you girls oh as long as we don't talk valentine's day roberta i i adore you to pieces and this is such a happy galentine's Galentine's. i keep saying valentine's just but galentine's that's the pivot i always forget galentine (laughs) you are my galentine through and through (laughs) please follow us on instagram if you haven't already at royally obsessed podcast and write us info at gallerypodcasts.com till next week god God save save the pod. pod Her Majesties of Royally Obsessed have retired for this episode. God save the pod. And if you fancy the podcast, give Royally Obsessed the royal rating of five stars on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. Royally Obsessed is a gallery podcast production.